Welcome to the Empire Builders Podcast, teaching business owners the not-so-secret techniques that took famous businesses from mom-and-pop to major brands. Stephen Semple is a marketing consultant, story collector, and storyteller. I'm Stephen's sidekick and business partner, Dave Young. Before we get into today's episode, a word from our sponsor, which is, well, it's us. But we're highlighting ads we've written and produced for our clients. So here's one of those. License number 160858. Oh my goodness, Corpus Christi, I can't tell you how grateful I am to y'all for all the kindness I have received because of my last message. This is Tommy, and to answer y'all's most asked question, yes, I did indeed lose my pointer finger to an ornery little rattler. Now, that was a long time ago, and everything is working just fine. In fact, if you and I should meet, you should definitely ask me to give you a high four. My girls always loved high fours. Oh, I almost forgot. Come for a visit at TommyCool.com and take a look at our new Cool Kids Comfort Club. When you sign up for annual service, I'm going to include 24-7 system monitoring. No extra charge. Be cool, Corpus Christi. Be cool. Hey, everyone. Well, we've given Dave the day off, and I have with me a very, very special guest, Matthew Burns. Say hello, Matthew. Hello, everybody. Thanks for uh, thanks for inviting me, Steve. This is great. Yeah, so here's the reason why I wanted to bring Matthew on and what we're going to talk about is Matthew and I had an awesome experience in the fall, and we traveled to Western Canada with Gary Bernier, and we did a number of presentations and, and met with about 50 business owners out in the Edmonton area. And we're talking about a number of different things around marketing and whatnot. And one of the areas that Matthew presented that people really had a lot of engagement around was this whole idea of building of trust and specifically the role that social media can do around building of trust. And the part that I loved the most was sort of how you started that whole conversation, you know, that whole idea that we talk about in terms of the trust conundrum. So I think that's what you should start with in terms of talking about. It's this whole idea of when do you actually gain the trust of the target, right? Whether it's a friend, whether it's a family member, whether it's a colleague, or a, or a client or a customer. We do a little thing where we trick our, our audience and we, we make them answer questions, right? And we say, listen, so is trust important? And and we know trust is important, but we ask them. And everybody says, yeah, yeah, trust is important. It's a great, great thing. We need it. And it's important for the sale. And they'll say, yeah, it's important for the sale. Okay, perfect. So how do you build trust? What What is it that you do with your business that builds trust? And, uh, you know, inevitably we get the same answers. You get, you know, oh, we show up on time and uh, we do what we say we're going to do. and Treat them with respect. Treat them with respect, you know. Um, so we're like, okay, that's awesome. And never stop doing those things. That's That's incredible. So you're doing all those things and you want them to trust you. But when do you do those things? When do those things happen? Before the sale? Or after the sale, because remember, we're, we're, we're aiming for trust being really important for the sale itself. So when do those things happen? And they're always like, oh, uh, and I said, because you said you wanted to be trusted before the sale, but to be trusted, you need to deliver on your promise. Well, that comes after the sale, but you need trust for the sale. So uh, it, this is a paradoxical loop, right? It's just going to keep feeding into itself. I need it beforehand, but we don't actually get it till afterwards. So what? So trust 
comes second. True, honest trust comes second. It's once you've delivered on your promise. It's once you've engaged with the client and delivered what you said you were going to deliver. Whether it was even just, I'm going to, I'm going to call you back on Tuesday. And you call back on Tuesday. Okay, I can trust now that he's going to do or she's going to do exactly what I'm asking for. That's the conundrum. I think the big thing is how do you circumvent the conundrum? How do you get to be trusted right. before the sale? I'll ask the listeners. If the client came in, the customer came in, and they trusted you implicitly, what would happen to the sale? What would happen to that process? Like everything becomes easier. Faster? A lot of what goes on in the sales process is the establishing and building of trust. And it's trusting two things. Can I trust your capabilities and do I trust your soul? Like it's really those two. And, and it really the trusting of the soul is more important because if I really trust your soul, I also trust that if you didn't have the capabilities, you wouldn't steer me you wouldn't steer me wrong, right? Exactly. What do we need to do to create the environment where a prospect who's never met us comes walking in through the door going, I trust ABC plumbing. You know, I trust this air conditioner. I trust this lawyer. I trust this account. Whatever it is, I trust you guys. And I've never worked with you. And I've never met you. How do we build that environment? It's a tricky scenario, right? The reason why it's tricky is... The only way we truly get trust is by giving it, which is a weird thing because how do you give it if you don't get it? How do I give it if I'm not getting it? And so it's, somebody's got to take a risk. There's a risk involved. And the easiest way that we can risk, I mean, this is easy when you do it and you're good at it and you practice it, but until then it's really difficult, but it's really easy to do it by showing a weakness or a flaw through vulnerability. Being vulnerable with your audience allows you to garner trust with them because if you're willing to, to, to put on the line something, anything, and, and we can come up with a whole bunch of, of examples and scenarios, but you give up a weakness or, or, or a flaw of your own, you let them have it freely with no expectation in return of anything and trust that they're going to not hurt you with it they're going to trust you back. And this sounds convoluted. Because you can even do it with offer, right? So it's this whole idea of extending of trust, I will earn trust. So a lot of people with their warranties and guarantees, yeah, yeah, we warranty it, except we don't trust that you're being abusive to it. So we're going to give all these exceptions because <laughs> we don't trust you. Right. So our founding partner, Roy Williams, worked with one hour heating and air conditioning back really back in the early days yeah. and work with them to create this offer. So here's an example of an offer. If we are not on time, the job is done for free. Okay. But who defines on time? The homeowner, not the technician. Now, could you get a homeowner who lies and you're actually three minutes early and they go, no, you're late. The homeowner says you're late. You're late. That's it. That's how much we trust you. Do they get screwed the odd time? Sure they do. But it gives them big benefit because they earn massive trust in the marketplace because they've extended trust. Oh, dude, that's a great, that's a fantastic example. It's no different than the Kessler jeweler story that, that Roy's talked to us about in the past too, where yeah. the center cut diamond, he guaranteed the center cut diamond for life. And what were the caveats? Nothing. Nothing. If they, they come back and they lost their, their center cut diamond, they replaced it. The only caveat was you had to come in once a year to get it inspected because the prongs do wear out. But that's no different than saying, hey, I'll warranty your car. You just got to change the oil. Right. <laughs> Every once in a while. <laughs> right. It's a huge trust play because they're giving up of themselves. 
But let's talk a little bit more about, because we specifically want to talk about social media. So let's talk a little bit more about this concept of parasocial relationships. That's really the meaty one that we can use in social media. So for those who are not familiar, a parasocial relationship is this thing where emotionally somebody feels like they are your friend, a member of your tribe, they trust you, and they really feel like they know you and you've never met. And Matt, I'll let you I'll let you go through how you build the parasocial relationships. And at the end, I'll talk yeah. about the psychology on it. But there's some real science behind it. So everybody, everybody understands anybody alive. I mean, I, I don't know anybody who doesn't who does, has never heard of Kim Kardashian. Kim who? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was nice. Nice, nice try. The Kardashian family is this sought after brand that has been created intelligently through the crafting of parasocial relationships. And it's because you believe you know them. If somebody says Kim Kardashian, you're, you things come to your mind right away, what she's good at and what she's bad at, where how she's going to react well and when she's going to react poorly. And that's all been crafted very well for TV. And so it's no different than a soccer hooligan who believes they know their favorite player. Right. Okay. Because over time, they believe that they're best buddies. They yeah. believe that 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 I have every right to yell and scream and call you and blah blah blah. You know, put in the beep expletive here because you didn't do the thing that I wanted you to do, even though that guy has never been able to kick with his left foot. You know what I mean? Right. And so it's because they know both sides of the game. Hey, Stephen, I want to interrupt ourselves. That's not proper grammar, but I, I did it anyway. There you go. In lieu of our commercial. This time, I thought maybe uh, you and I could just chat for a minute. Absolutely. Sounds great. Our goal with the Empire Builders podcast is to talk about business building strategies that have worked for people that started out small and became empires. We want to help you. If you're a business owner and you're listening to the Empire Builders podcast because you want to build your own empire, we've got a pretty sweet offer for you. And that is to just spend 90 minutes chatting with us. It's not a sales call on our part. It's a 90-minute session where beforehand you do a little bit of homework and give us some basic background information about your business. And then we get on a Zoom call and we learn a little bit more about you and we give you the very best advice we can give in a 90-minute session. And I'm going to say it is miles away from it. Like, like I hate these dog and pony sales calls where I'm great. Mm -hmm. I'm amazing. Here's samples of our work. You should hire us, which is part of the reason that makes us different is the fact that there is the scorecard and questionnaire that goes out that the owner sends back to us because it allows us to take a couple of days, do some research, put some thought and come with some solid recommendations. Cause it's my belief that if we can provide some good insights that somebody maybe more interested in hiring us. And certainly that's a way better experience than meeting with some sales guy who runs you through a dog and pony. It's lots of fun. It's great value. People get a recording of it. I highly recommend people take us up on the offer. Easy to find us. You're listening to our podcast. So find a way to request your 90 minute session with us. Looking forward to talking to you. Let's get back to the story. Back to the story. Here's what I want to add here. It's not like if you ever asked somebody that they would say, oh yeah, I know Kim Kardashian and I are friends. So this is happening at a deep subconscious level, but it's a real thing. It's a real thing that's been studied by social psychologists. So I just wanted to add that. No, and I'm glad you did, because that's that's a very crucial point. The whole idea here is, is that what we know, I mean, you think about the person you trust most in the world, right? I mean, that like that's let's put it to that test for the listeners. 
think about the person you trust most and, and think about five good things you know about them, right? There are five good qualities that are trustworthy. Uh, they're trustworthy. That's funny. They show up on time. <laughs> they'll they'll help you out when you need to move. They never ask for anything in return. Like all the good things that you know about them. They serve the best whiskey. They serve the best whiskey. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. I, yeah, that was that was not a, a gratuitous, you know, reach out for. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. You serve the best whiskey. Yeah, but but you know all these all these awesome things about them. Now, think about the person that you trust the most. And now I guarantee you can tell me the five things that they're not good at. They're often late. They complain about the the mundane. Like whatever those things are, but you know both the most awesome things about them and you also know their weaknesses and their flaws. But that means that you can trust them because you know them. So parasocial relationships are about getting to know somebody or have the feeling that you know them well enough that you can then determine an outcome. And if you can determine an outcome, pretend that you know the outcome or think that you know the outcome, you now have trust in the action and behavior. So if they say, I'm going to show up on time, but you know, they never do, you can trust that they're going to be late. My best friend who has, who's lactose intolerant, I can trust if he has Dairy Queen is going to make the room smell bad, right? I can trust those things. And that's a real form of trust. So how do we create that for a clientele base that don't know us yet? But let's explore one thing a little further before you go into this. Okay. So parasocial relationships come from shared experiences, shared beliefs, shared weaknesses. Yes. Okay. Those are the things. And the reason why they happen is for the history of mankind, other than really the last 20 years. Oh, yes, yes. Is if I knew your kids' names, I knew that your kid has got this uh, one learning disability and I know what church you go to and I know all of this stuff about you, it meant you were a member of my tribe. Yeah. You were a member of my tribe. You were a member of my community, which also means you knew me and we are friends. And the more open that you were and the more I knew about you, yes, the more we are in the same tribe on the same side and I trust you. Correct. And And this happens because for millennia after millennia after millennia, the only people you knew these things about, you were in those relationships. So today, when you learn those things, guess what? All of this genetic stuff kicks in that says, hey, we're members of the same tribe. But we have an opportunity today to build that more than ever through the use of social media. So The Kardashians, for example, it drives us nuts. They share every freaking weakness. (laughs) Like, like to the degree was like, I can't believe she's sharing that again. But what they know is that's what builds those bonds. That's right. And so it makes it trustworthy. Right. So now you're an RV dealer. What do you do on social media to build those bonds? Oh man, you've got an awesome client there though. Steve's got a client that he sells used RVs, right? So we're not talking like, you know, fresh, fresh from the manufacturer. He's got, you know, RVs that have been used. And so, you know, you think yourself as an RV dealer who's selling used RVs, what are you going to do? Well, I'm going to clean it all up. I'm going to repair everything and I patch it and I'm going to make it perfect. Then I'm going to tell everybody that's awesome, right? That's what you do. Not your client. Your client said, nah, you know what we're going to do? We're going to leave it exactly how it is. We're going to show you all the holes. We're going to show you that, that this thing's dirty. We're going to talk to you about how it was used. They clean them up and make them look awesome, but, but they'll point out if there's a flaw. But their social media shows the flaws before they fix the last thing they go guys just so you know this was a problem and if you wanted that part to be perfect this isn't the trailer for you yo that's a very good point but everybody knows 
that that was a problem. Exactly. I mean, I mean, and the problem can be as much as just it was overly used as from a smoker. So that it's got a smoky smell. And it's amazing because you did tell me a story that's a, a little bit racy where they, it was hot box. I mean, it was like it was completely marijuana smoke and, and infused. They talked about it. They, they said, this is what it is. And they said, if you're a marijuana smoker, you can't wreck this trailer. This is the one for you. That thing sold fast and it wasn't moving because they were because they were afraid to say it. Then they gave the weakness and then it's sold. And that's to me, that's the power of being able to share. We have a plumber in Maryland. But when we shared this whole idea of sharing weakness with them and, and their social media, which they had an incredible social media campaign before we even got to, they really do understand the idea of building relationships and community. But we shared the whole idea of sharing weakness. And Josh, the, the it's a husband and wife ownership. And the husband, Josh says, um, he takes a picture of his wife when they're at the radio station recording their ads that we've written for them. <laughs> And she hates it. I mean, I'm going to tell you guys right now, she hates it. She does not like the sound of her voice. She doesn't want to go to the radio station. She hates it. And Josh, while she's reading one of her lines, Josh takes a picture and it's her looking awfully angsty. She did not want to be there. She was uncomfortable. And he posts it on social media and says, which one of us do you think doesn't want to be here? And she's recording yeah. for the client, like for the, for the world and shares this. And that's one of their highest engaging posts because people are like, oh my God, I don't like to hear my voice either. The connection points are incredible. That shared, shared weakness. Yeah. And shared experience, right? Oh man, I, I had to do that once too. I hate it. They weren't now known as the plumber in town. They were known as the human who has these traits. That's yes. incredible. Now I get to know you. I get to feel what it's like to be you. And I've never used you before. I just now, yeah. but, we're, but we're kindred. We have something in common. And that's the weakness that they shared. It was incredible. So what you want to do is go check out Noble, B-U-L-L, Noble RV social media. Because what you'll see is lots of recordings of Rick and his staff pointing out the weaknesses and the flaws in these trailers. There's also great interviews with the staff where they tell some hilarious stories where you just sit there and go, oh my God, I cannot believe you did that. But again, makes them human, makes us connect and makes you think back of that stupid trip that you did some <laughs> at some point, right? And, and the other one is Seaside Plumbing in Maryland, which is Josh and Lauren, and take a look at the things that they've done and the vulnerability that they put out there. But this is how you use social media. Social media is not about, look how great we are and the perfect job we've done. We got a special on this week. Right we now. got a special. Social media is where you can build those bonds. And here's the thing I want to say. People today, they multi-channel their research. They go and they look at your Facebook. They go and look at your social media posts. They go and they look at your reviews. They yep. go and they look at your website. They look at all of that stuff before coming in through the door. And if you have social media where you've said, I'm going to use this tool to build trust, it's going to make a big difference in your business. And if anybody who's feeling that it's a little bit, because we're not trying to steal trust from people, but what you're doing is you're actually building an online relationship. You're building yes. this relationship which garners trust and it has to be reciprocal. You have to give of yourself to get back from them. They're not going to trust you unless you're giving of yourself. And that's the big lesson. And here's the little piece of secret sauce. Here we go. How do you know when you're doing it is when you feel uncomfortable hitting that post button. Oh, yes. Yes. Right? The first time Rick did that, he was really nervous about doing it. And in fact, the first time he did it, what I said to him is, give me a trailer that you're ready to take back to auction because you haven't been able to move it and let's do this. And we did it and it sold. And he was like, 
that was really interesting. But he was nervous to do it at first. That's right. If you're nervous to do it, if it feels uncomfortable, you know you're hitting that vulnerability button and pray towards that. Don't run away from it. That's it, 100%. There you go, guys. Use that idea for your social media. And what will happen is, here's the weird thing that will happen. You'll have people coming in and like literally coming in where they've already decided they're buying from you. And if you're not sure how to do it and you want a little bit more advice, I know Stephen gives up 90 minutes of his time for free to talk about it. Yeah, take up one of the starter sessions and we could specifically talk about social media. I'll, I'll make sure that we haul Matt in onto the call. <laughs> Only if there's whiskey. Only if there's whiskey. <laughs> All right, thanks, Matthew. Awesome, thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. This was fun. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Please share us, subscribe on your favorite podcast app, and leave us a big, fat, juicy five-star rating and review. And if you have any questions about this or any other podcast episode, email to questions at theempirebuilderspodcast.com.